Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Titus 2 Talk, where we focus on teaching, equipping, and mentoring girls, young ladies, and women on how to live the life of a godly woman. And I am your host, Ariba Walker. Welcome everyone to this series called Mental Health, Fight the Good Fight. Your life is worth fighting for. So I was thinking um, about this series because in May or every May, uh, we celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month. And that is when we are trying to increase the awareness of getting help, going to see a therapist, um, providing education about how um, mental health can be affected due to barriers, um, disparities, so many things. Um, And so this past year, of course, in May, uh, my sorority, we did this mental health series very different uh, various uh different topics we had covered and um I just really was thinking about like mental health you know and how is this transpired in the word um and so I just thought that I would talk about one of my favorite stories in the bible about a man named Legion or this is in Mark 5. Um, let me see, which one is it? Mark 5, 1 through 20. When Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. This is just one of my favorite stories. And it just clearly talks about mental health, healing, and trying to maintain your mental health. The only way to be sane, to stay sane, is to be in alignment with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. Because you can do nothing without him. We can do nothing without him. This message is for... My messages are usually geared towards women and um, young women and young girls, but this is really for all people. I mean, we all have a mind um, and we all need to maintain our mental health. So this is a word for anyone, especially in this day and age with the pandemic and so many of so many people have been in isolation and high anxiety depression um a lot of grief and loss and just a lot has been going on and so I just felt the need to um or felt very led to really talk about uh mental health according to the word before I even get into the story about how Jesus heals a demon-possessed man I first want to talk about mental health and what it is. What is mental health? 
So according to the Center for Disease Control, mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act or behave. It also helps determine how we handle stress, how we relate to others, and make healthy choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life, from childhood into adolescence, and then transitioning into adulthood. Now, mental illness. Mental illness is a diagnosable disorder with a standard set of criteria or symptoms. Um, And pretty much when we're talking about mental illness, we're looking at how the way a person feels, thinks, and acts or experiences the world pretty much um, affects them. This comes out through uh, symptoms. So we might feel sad. We might be, um, we might yell at someone. We might cuss somebody out. Um, all this comes out through that mental illness because we are being affected in some kind of way. Now, when you're looking at mental illness and it's talking about diagnosable disorders, these are things like generalized anxiety disorder, depressive disorder, um, schizophrenia, bipolar. So um, all disorders come out of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual. It was originally designed to help psychiatrists give diagnoses to individuals for their for their care. Um, but also it is used by mental health therapists um, as well, psychologists and all that um, to provide a diagnosis so that we know how to provide treatment to the individual. Now, the causes of mental illness are not exactly clear, but research does suggest that there are many different factors that can affect our mental illness. It could be hereditary, it could be biological, it can be due to psychological trauma, it could be due to environmental uh, stress. Um, I am a mental therapist and... I am a trauma therapist, so I see this very much within trauma, um, how there are several disorders that um, can come about due to experiencing traumatic um, situations. Now, poor mental health versus good mental health. Poor mental health is when our mental health is not what we want it to be. We find it difficult to manage how we think, how we feel, and how we act with respect to our daily stresses. So this is our daily living activities, just handling daily life. If we are having a difficult time, Managing daily life, especially over several months, um, even longer than that, then we are having poor mental health. 
or unmanageable mental health. Now, when we're looking at good mental health, this is the ability to learn. This is the ability to feel, express, and manage a range of positive as well as negative emotions. This is the ability to form and maintain good relationships with others because life happens. And when we have positive, how are we going to react or respond? When we have negative things that happen, how are, how are we going to react or respond? So good mental health is basically being able to manage those daily things that come because life happens. So this is just a general overview of mental health and what it is, mental disorders, poor mental health, and good mental health. And um, we are going to take a look at Mark 5 and see the story about how Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. This is a story about spiritual warfare. And how the devil wants to take us out. And he will try at any cost to take us out. And where will he start? In the mind. In the mind. So we are going to transition into our story of Mark 5. I hope y'all are ready to go on a journey because we are about to really understand spiritual warfare. We're going to start off with Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Paul points out in Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, that the believer is already involved in the conflict, right? The evil forces consisting of Satan and his fallen angels wage war against the angels of God and God's people. So we're already in it. The moment we fell um, way back in the garden, um, you know, we're, we're already in it. And that's why God sent his son to redeem, to get redemption on his kingdom. So verse 10 says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Meaning we are not fighting against humans, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world or the spirit world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So this is a spiritual warfare, not a human to human. This is a spiritual warfare that we're talking about or that we're about to get into. And Jesus is the only one that can set us free and make us whole. Jesus is the answer. The Holy Spirit is the answer when we're dealing with spiritual warfare. So let's get into this story. 
how Jesus heals a demon-possessed man. This is in Mark 5, verses 1 through 20, and I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. So they arrived at the other side of the lake, in the region of the Gerasenes, or the Gadarenes. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as often he was, he snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? In the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. Verse 14, the herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. Verse 18, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. So that's the story. That's the story. Let's take a look at um, this demon-possessed man. Let's understand who he was. So verses 1 and 2, it says, um, so they, they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerasenes or the Gadarenes. 
when Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. So at this point, Jesus's life, um, he had been teaching and healing people. So large crowds um, had always began to like, you know, follow around him. Um, even before they got to the Gadarenes, um, in Mark 4, it says Jesus calms the storm. It says, so one night Jesus and his disciples decide to leave the crowds and sail across the Sea of Galilee to the other side. And a great windstorm comes. The disciples panic and Jesus calms the storm with just his words, peace be still. And after he does it, the disciples are a little freaked out. <laughs> so they begin asking one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So Jesus is coming from, um, you know, having miracles with these crowds of people. He's, he's a little tired, you know, in ministry, you get a little tired. Um, he's, he's trying to take a nap, you know, and then the storm comes and he's not going with the storm. He's like, I'm going to calm this storm. Meanwhile, around him, his disciples are panicking and he's like, no peace be still. But that amazes them. They're like, this man is powerful. Who is this man that really pretty much can talk to nature and calm them down? So this is the foundation as to what's going to happen next. And how we all know that, you know, um, it's usually quiet. It's usually peaceful before a storm comes. And that storm for us might be uh, maybe a loss in the family. It may be uh, losing our job or it may be, um, you know, just something that's happening unexpectedly to us and, and those storms come, right? Um, and so usually it's a little calm, the storm comes, we go through it and then it calms back down. So Jesus is like, I got to refresh myself because I know what's coming up next. And here we go. And then it says, as soon as they step off the boat, as soon as they put their feet in that sand, a man starts running toward them. This is a little startling because this man is running towards them. But this man was no ordinary man. He was coming from the tombs and he had an unclean spirit. He was a demon possessed or demonized or demoniac is what they called them, you know, in those days. This is who this man was. He was coming from the tombs. So verse three through five, this man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night, he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills howling and cutting off the sharp stones. So this man was living among the tombs. He spent his days and his nights amongst the dead, amongst the dead. He was separated from God in sin. And we all know when we're not with God, if we're separate from him, then we're, we're in sin. We have to stay close to him. He was spiritually dead as he did not have a life with Christ. 
since he was living in a place in in the cemetery amongst the dead, um, this is a place that was probably quiet, but he was alone. He was isolated. He was just there sitting with his own demonic thoughts and trying to battle through the day and the night. No one would talk to him because they were scared. They feared this man. And furthermore, he feared himself. His life was out of control. He was out of control. The people of Kadera would try to help him, but they could not really help him. He was too far gone. He was too far gone. And how many of y'all know that you can't really help somebody unless they want help? Unless they want help. They did not know what to do. So they would try to bind him up with chains to calm him down or to tame him. But they would just break. It says he snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. So they're thinking, oh, I'm going to bind him up. This will calm him down when they did the total opposite. He just broke out of them. So let's kind of go back to, you know, think about people who are in a inpatient hospitalization or the state hospitals back in the day. And they try to put them in the straight, the uh, straight jackets, put them in solitary rooms. What does that do? That just causes more fear and panic and so they start going into fight mode. You know, they're scared. What's going to happen to them? They're thinking this is going to help them calm down. When really isolating someone um, who's in that state of mind, it just causes fear and panic. And then at some point, what do they do in these hospitals? Give them all this kind of medication. So now they're like zombies. They can't move. They can't speak. And this is what they were trying to do to this man. At this point, the people in Gadara, they just gave up. And they left him there. They left him in the tombs by himself. Because they didn't know what else to do. They feared their life. They feared this man. And the man feared himself. Today, when we look at um, this demon-possessed man, we would probably call him, if you look at diagnoses, schizophrenia. Or schizophrenic, maybe dealing with depression, anxiety, trauma, all that. In order to deal with this daily torment that this man was going through, it says he was howling or yelling out random statements. So now he's talking to himself. I know we've seen people talking to themselves out on the streets. You're walking by and somebody just yells out. This is the howling, the yelling. Now he's saying random statements. And also along with that, I'm pretty sure he was hallucinating. Seeing things, hearing things. When you're in that type of mindset, you start hearing things. Especially this man was demon possessed. So these, these demons are telling him things. The devil is telling him things. Putting images in his mind. Hallucinations. He also was engaging in self-harm to the point where he is suicidal, okay? He was cutting himself with sharp stones, it says, to relieve himself. It was so bad 
that this man started just picking up stones and cutting himself. That is what made him feel good. That's what helped him to relieve all the stuff that he was dealing with. And we all know if you cut the wrong part of your body, you could end up dead. His ultimate relief was to literally be with the dead. That was the answer. When we're suicidal, we're thinking there's no way out of this but to leave this earth. And this is where this man was. He felt it was better to not be here than to continue to live the life he was living with no hope. And this is how we get. This is real. This is reality. People do commit suicide. People do feel like they have no other way out. People feel like the only way out is death. And this is where this man was. You can think about those who are struggling with addiction, maybe an eating disorder, and those types of things. They are all trying to find a way out of the darkness, a way out of the sin. I need a way out. So in this story, Mark is trying to show us that this man, he couldn't be helped by humans. He couldn't be helped. No one could subdue him. No one could help him. No one could free him from the demonic torment that he was experiencing. No one until the day that he looked out on that water and saw a boat. <laughs> and from that boat was his deliverer. On that boat was Jesus. Jesus was able to do what others couldn't do. He was able to set him free. So, even if a person is not a believer, at some point, that person gets to their lowest point and they have to call on somebody. We all need somebody, whether that's a family member, whether that's a friend, aunt, uncle, as Christians, we are to call on the Lord because he is the only one that can deliver us. This man knew as demon possessed as he was, he knew when he saw Jesus that he would be able to deliver him. He had some faith, as small as a mustard seed, that he could be delivered. So that is this man. This is the character of this demon-possessed man, this demoniac. This is what he was dealing with. Hallucinations, self-harm, yelling out random statements, living amongst the dead, suicidal. This is where this man was. This is, this is us understanding what this man's life was like. Don't know how long he was living like this. And maybe before that, he probably was living a normal life. And something may have happened. We don't know that part of the story. Because in life, things do happen to us that get us off course. But we call on Jesus to help us get us back on course. All right, we are at the end of part one, understanding a demon-possessed man. We will now go into part two and learn about 
what this man's experience was like when he encountered Jesus. So part two is about the encounter with Jesus. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Titus 2 Talk. Remember, please continue to check back to our station to see what new teachings we have available. Have a blessed and wonderful day.